Hey friends, I'm Jennifer, and you're listening to the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast, a podcast for beauty industry providers and business owners that are wanting to level up their game to create a profitable career. If you're feeling stuck and you want more out of this industry, then join me as I share with you my strategies, lessons I've learned along the way, and how I overcame fear by shifting my mindset to build a healthy business. I built a solid book behind the chair, launched a bridal company, became a salon suite owner to most recently opening up a salon. As creative entrepreneurs, we need an education that empowers us and makes an impact on helping us raise our standards. My mission is to teach you how you can reach your goals quickly, build your books and your business faster, and master the framework for creating a successful and rewarding career. Thank you for joining me. Let's do this. Welcome to your Game Changer Podcast. Hey friends, welcome back to the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Alvarez. I hope you guys have been really enjoying the Money Talk series that we have been doing. We've had some great guests on the podcast and I'm just really excited to share with you diving more into about money. I get a lot of DMs from clients and students and people who are experienced and beauty school students who always are asking about how to make more money. How can a salon be profitable? How can I be more profitable? And so I believe that we need to talk about money. This doesn't need to be a negative conversation. If anything, it should be positive. And I want us to understand money and how this industry can be profitable. But we need to understand a lot of the basics before getting into this business. Whether we are a hairstylist or an esthetician working behind the chair, behind the table, to opening up a salon suite, to opening up a salon, I believe that it's so important that we really understand all about finances because yes, we may love this industry and people from the outside think that it's really cute and it's a hobby, but no, we are doing this because we are trying to build a career. We are trying to create a career that supports the life that we want to live. And I can't stress that enough to everybody that that is our mindset that we need to be in. That we can't just show up to work and do the bare minimum because we're going to get the bare minimum results. And in the end, it's going to burn us and we're going to feel very tired and we're going to be ready to throw the towel in because we're not putting the right focus in the right areas of our business. So let's really piece this apart. And I want to talk mostly to the salon suite owners and the salon owners, because if we are talking about how to be profitable and how to make more money monthly, it's really about understanding what our budget is and cutting down in expenses and thinking of creative ways to boost your sales and boost your services and your average ticket. So let's talk about that a little bit more. Let's talk first about our expenses because when you start to get into the business side of things, if you're going to be opening up a suite, opening up a salon, or maybe you're already doing all the things, you know when you're looking at your reports at the end of the month that it gets smaller and smaller and smaller like a funnel. You've got all this money pulling in at the very top. And after each expense of all the things that you're going to need in order to operate your business successfully, the 
the financial gain at the end of the month is much, much smaller. But how do we get this funnel to look more like a a tube as opposed to something that is really being squeezed? We are in control of our business. We are in control of where we are spending our money. And I want us to be more intentional of where all that money is going because I don't want us to, at the end of the month, end of the quarter, end of the year, to lift our heads up and realize What the heck am I doing with my business? Why am I not profitable? If you are doing $10,000 of sales all by yourself, more power to you. But if you're looking at your statement and realizing that you're not even near close to 50% of that, then we've got to really start thinking about where's this money going? And I want us to have a game plan in order to be very mindful and intentional when it comes to spending. I believe that there's going to be products and and equipment and education that you're going to invest in that is really going to help move the needle. And then there's other things that you're throwing your money at, hoping that it does grow your business, justifying that you need it, right? Those those target runs, I'm totally guilty of it. Um, But it's really important that we are being mindful of where is those small dollars going? Because over time, those smaller dollars will add up. And that is just taking away from the money that should be in your pocket or reinvesting in your business. So when it comes to our expenses, I want us If you are a business owner, we really need to understand what a profit and loss statement is. It basically simply means it's the money that's going into the business from like services you're doing and your retail that you're selling. And then taking that number and then all of your expenses from there, which could be payroll, your rent, your color supplies, your makeup supplies, your hair care supplies, and then also little things like your salon expenses, gloves, foils, and uh, retail bags, water, soda, if you're offering beverages to clients. All of those little things definitely add up and it takes away from all of the hard work money that you've been investing into the business. And so I want us to come up with a game plan of how we can make sure that we are controlling where our expenses are going and how much everything is going to be. Now, there's certain things that we're not able to control as much, such as our rent um, and our insurance and, and payroll as well. It can be variable. So we've got a few different expenses. We've got variable expenses and we've got fixed expenses. So fixed expenses is going to be something that is going to happen every single month or quarter or an annual expense that is predicted. It is a, this is what you have to owe this many times a year. And then you've got your variable expenses. And that's going to be your utilities. That can vary depending on um, how many hours or how long you've been at that salon, like how much water have you used in the electric electricity that you have used. Um, There's also variables like your payroll. The payroll is going to be a huge amount if you have staff that's going to cut at all of the income that's coming in, your your revenue, your sales. And that varies depending on if you're busy. This could be maybe even up to 50% of the total of how much money that the salon is making. 
And so it's not necessarily a bad thing to have that variable because obviously if your staff is bringing in a lot of money, then that's better for you in the long run as well. If they're doing well, you're doing well. But it's really important for us to understand on our profit and loss statement what we ha- what we can control. And if we can't control that expense, at least know that it's going to connect to how your goals of how much money that you need to be bringing in. One of the areas that I feel like a lot of people can get caught up in is the small little purchases like different apps or memberships. Let's say you've got 10 different apps and this could be like um, collecting your receipts or your miles or maybe it is to help out with social media or maybe to create graphics on your phone or to edit your images. All of these little apps, memberships, things could be really taking away from the money, the hard-earned money that should be going back to you. And so let's say you have 10 of these little small apps and they cost around $15, right? Not a big deal. But that means that you could be losing around $1,800 yearly. Yearly, $1,800. So I always think to myself, is this going to move the needle? Is it going to bring me more money, generate more money, or is it costing me money? Sometimes we have to get really scrappy. If if we are working by ourselves and we have brought in $10,000 in sales, and we are making, let's say if you're on your own and you are only getting 30% of that, what can we take away that's going to increase that total amount that what we should be making for ourselves? I mean, we've got personal bills that we have to pay, not just salon bills, right? We've got our car bill, our cell phone, our mortgage. If you've got kids, you're paying for their daycares and school and sporting and music events and all of that right? So we have to really figure out where all of our money is being allocated. So if you can look back on your credit card statements, your debit card statements, your profit and loss statements, and start looking at all these little things that are adding up, then if we can cancel some of those out, that is going to be more money in your pocket. And that's what we're looking to do today. The best thing that you can do for yourself when it comes to your expenses is being consistent, having a plan. So when I say having a plan, it's about strategy with how you're ordering your supplies. So if you are ordering every other week, make sure that you're consistent with ordering every other week. Or if you only want to order once a month, then be consistent with that as well. In my salon, we like to order almost every week to every other week, depending on weeks we are busy versus weeks we are not busy. But we're very consistent with that. And I do have somebody who's awesome who helps me with that just because it takes a lot of time and thought process. But we're very consistent with that. And that way it's very controlled as well. So we basically look at how many color services that we have done and we take 5% of that number and that's what we reorder so let's say that we did a thousand dollars in color services for the week 
So if we take 5% of that, that means we have $50. So we only get $50 to spend on color supplies. So whether it's our color uh, tubes, our developer foils, gloves, things like that. So can that can that percentage go up? Yes, it can, especially if you know that you're going to have a very busy week the next week. However, I would say 5-10% at the most is what you should be using to repurchase products. Um, and that way you can stay within budget because if you are not looking at any guidelines and you're just like, well, I'm going to order this, this, and that. I like this a lot of color. I think eventually you're going to look at your color cabinet and you're going to say, okay, why do I have um, five tubes of this particular color when I hardly ever use that? Um, I think that your color cabinet is going to get out of hand very quickly. And you have to think like each of those tubes of color might cost you anywhere from let's say five to $10. So that cabinet is worth a ton of money. And so it's important that you are only stocking things in your salon, your salon suite of the things that are actually that you're using. Um, I think when it comes to color, if you are a colorist, you know that you can get somewhat creative, but obviously you don't want to be mixing in level fives with level 10 to try to make something in between. That's probably not going to be the most beneficial results for you in the long run. But do you have to have every single color stocked in, in multiple tubes as well? No. And most color lines, you can be very creative with it when you're going to be creating different reflections um, in the hair. Um, so you don't necessarily have to have every single tube of color that that color line makes. You can be more creative with it. It would save you on space and it's also going to save you money in the long run. So be extremely consistent on how you are reordering your color and your supplies in that area and that you're not just ordering things blindly because you know if we're ordering things blindly, we go shopping. If you don't shop with a list, and and you're hungry, you're going to be purchasing a lot of things that you probably do not need. So make sure that you come up with a game plan that works for you. Every single salon suite, every single salon is going to have a different story and game plan that works well for them. You just have to figure out what is going to work best for you based on how many clients you're seeing, how big your team is, and how much space that you have to, to store your supplies in. And then also your budget as well. If you're trying to figure out ways that you could make more money and you're looking directly at your expenses, just start chipping away at a lesser percentage kind of overall to see what is going to work out for you. You know, if you are spending a lot of money on marketing and advertising, which I think people could really get out of control with that area as well then see what happens if you just cut down more on the advertisement that you're doing. Um, If you're doing Facebook ads or trying to boost posts and things like that, really look at are you getting a return on your investment when you're doing that? Are people actually coming in the door, knocking down your door because they heard about you on social media because of your paid ad? If they have not, then maybe it's time that you cut those ads and start learning more about that to make sure that you are getting a return on your investment in that area. 
Another area that we could go bonkers about just buying a surplus of supplies is with our retail. I think retail is amazing to sell at your salon suite or at your salon. I know some people choose not to do that, but my thought process is if we're trading time for money, then how can I maximize my time? And I believe the best way to do that is also with your retail. So have a game plan with your expenses on your retail as well. Think about, are you going to be offering a sale? Think about all of the products that really fly off the shelf. And if there's anything that's not flying off the shelf, don't reorder it. It's not working for you. It's not working for your clients. It doesn't have a a great demand. Um, I know some companies, uh, brands, they require you to carry the full entire line. However, I would I would have to argue that if you're selling $1,000 in this type of shampoo and you're only selling one hair gel once every quarter, then what is the purpose of having that $20 product on your shelf collecting dust? Um, I would say don't reorder it. If, if, and if you have a client who likes that puck, but they're only ordering once a quarter, special order it just for that person when they are ready. And that way, there's not money just uh, on the shelf and your product's collecting dust. So when it comes to retail, again, have a consistent plan with that. Are you going to order every week, every other week? Do you just order once a month? How do you keep track of your inventory of your retail? So it's important that your retail shelves don't look bare. You don't want to have those huge gaps because then people are thinking, is she really in the business to be selling products? Is this kind of like a hodgepodge of of products as well? You want it to look like a store. You want it to be stocked, but stock it with the things that are moving and the things that are selling. And it doesn't have to be a huge line. Let's say you've got two shelves, but if it's full with product and you can spotlight that and make it look like you are in business, then I believe that that's going to sell a lot more than just carrying two or three different products or having big um, gaps on your shelves. So when it comes to ordering, what we like to do is um, every Every week to every other week, we are ordering, we are reordering our retail. And I like to have a budget of 49%. So I think if you did anywhere between, um, anywhere between 45 and 55% of reordering. So let's say, for example, if you sold $1,000 in retail product and your budget was to spend 45% of that, then That means that you have $450 to spend on shampoos, conditioners, and gels and things like that. So it's important that you stay within this budget because if you're overspending, then it's you're not really profiting. And then you could also be buying product, like I said, that you're not selling as well. So be really intentional with how you are spending and the retail. Now, let's talk about how you can make more money since we're talking about retail. And I believe the great way to do that is through your retail, increasing your tickets, increasing the amount that that client is going to spend with you per visit. One of the things, one of the sales that work really well for our business is that we run a special offer twice a year of buy two, save 50% on your third. I think that's a great way to encourage people to spend more. It also gets them to try maybe that product that they were hesitant to purchase, but yet they're going to save 50%. So now they're really excited 
to purchase that. We we usually double or triple our sales during this particular promotion. So I highly suggest offering something like this, not all the time, because you don't want the retail area to always be a sale or offer. Otherwise, it may not move when there is no sale going on. But I believe um, that for your marketing plan for the year, I would say every other month, have some type of offer. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a percentage off. It could be a dollar amount off. It could be something along the lines with your services and the products together, like a package deal. But offer something every other month or seasonally to create more incentive of clients to be purchasing your products. So run an offer of buy two, save 50% on your third. It's an amazing promotion to offer at your salon. Just to give you an idea of how this can increase your bottom line, increase the amount of money that you're putting in your pocket, basically, is let's say you have 20 clients for the month that bought shampoo and conditioner. Traditionally, the average cost of the shampoo and conditioner together is around $50. That means that you're going to sell $1,000 of product. And shampoos and conditioners, I believe, are like the segue into other products as well. I think that it is a easy sell because everybody uses shampoo and conditioner. Not everybody's using hairspray or mousse um, and thermal protectants, although we know that it's important and everybody needs our products, right? But shampoos and conditioners are the simple, most basic way that you can segue a client into purchasing. And if 20 clients buy uh, $50 of retail from you, that's $1,000 to your sales, but that also means that's $500 in profit for you. So I believe that retail is a great way to increase your profits, and I hope that you guys all have the retail on your shelf. Now, another way that we can increase our tickets and increase the money that's in our pocket is through color services. Now, instead of thinking color services is just your standard, a color touch-up or a foil highlight, I do uh, refresh color like a toner or glaze on almost every single client that comes in that door. Let's say that you refresh that customer's ends. And even if they're using great shampoo and conditioners and products at home, I think between the free radicals and the pH level of water on the hair, it just dulls out the hair. The sun dulls it out, heat dulls it out, and you never know exactly what that client is doing on her hair or why her hair is fading so much. But I believe that it's going to make your color look so much more vibrant and finished and polished, especially if you're really great at taking before and after pictures, which I hope you are. But refreshing the ends. Let's say your refresh is $30. Now, this is something that you could do quickly at the shampoo bowl that could take anywhere from like a minute to maybe 10 minutes, okay? So your color refresher, your toner, your glaze, it's $30. And let's say that you saw 20 clients, that means that you are going to have a $600 increase, $600. That's if 20 of your color clients that month you did this refresher on. And I believe it's how you describe it as well, like your dialogue. And we can do a different episode about dialogue, but I believe how we speak about what we are going to offer for our clients can either make the sell, sale or 
deter a client away from what you have to offer them. But I believe when you say, you know, hey, Mary, so great to see you again. It looks like your color has faded out on the ends. I would love to refresh your ends so it's more vibrant and is extra shiny and soft. Would you like to do that today? It's an extra 30. I believe when you are creating that picture in their mind of what their hair really should look like, most of them are not going to say, no, not today. Most of the times now my clients are trained when they come in, are you going to do that refresh to my ends again? They're asking me to do it. I don't have to ask them anymore. So they are just automatically trained that this is the service for them. They need to have that. And therefore, you're increasing your your bottom line. You're increasing your average ticket. You're increasing the amount of money that that one client is going to be spending with you. So color, refreshing the ends. Same thing with maybe like if you're doing a color touch up on them, maybe say, let's add a couple of baby lights to the front of your hair. And that way it can give you more of that sun-kissed look and maybe charge them an extra 50. I mean, what if you did that on 10 people, you know? So if you did a $50 service on 10 people, that's $500 extra. And it's not going to cost you a ton of money expense-wise of color to do that. It's not going to take you very much more time to do that. I think right now, because of COVID, we're spacing out our clients. We're increasing the amount of time we're with them. We're not able to double book. So how do we make more money uh, servicing our our customers right now? And it's through doing different add-on services and really expanding on the customer experience. I think if a customer comes in and they're getting a haircut, I'm thinking about all the ways that I can be increasing that average ticket of I've got this treatment, I have got this color to do on your hair and this retail to, to promote. Another way to make more money is for your add-on services. Make a list of all these add-on services, whether it's your conditioning treatments or waxing service and things like that. Let's talk about that. Let's say your treatments are 20 bucks and you've got 50 clients that you saw a month that you offered this treatment for them, that's $1,000, $1,000 extra you could be making a month if 50 of your clients did a $20 treatment. Maybe you could even run some type of promotion as well to get them used to that. Remember how I said that my clients now ask me to refresh their ends? I don't ask them anymore. Same thing with our conditioning treatments. What if we just got them used to getting these treatments? We could be bringing in $1,000 more. Or, uh, and the treatments too, maybe it costs you like $2 a treatment and it's like five minutes of your time. We definitely have the time and the money to invest if we can just get used to asking our clients and uh, letting them know that this is would be great for their hair and we can do it today because it's convenient and it's, their hair is going to be softer and shiny. What about waxing services? If you got a wax pot, if you know how to do lip wax, chin wax, eyebrow wax, something very simple, you guys, that you don't have to have necessarily a ton of skill. Yes, taking some classes and some education in that area um, definitely will be beneficial to you because you want to ensure your client's safety and great results. But let's say you're doing some simple, quick waxing services. Let's say they're $15 for a service and maybe 20 of your clients get this waxing service. For that month, you made an extra $300 and it cost you maybe two bucks, right? You can afford to do that, right? So there's $1,000 for treatments. You can make more a month. $300 more um, in waxing services by adding on a treatment. 
If you did color refreshing on your ends, that's an extra $600 right there. If 20 clients bought shampoo and conditioner, that's an extra $500 in profit for you there. So retail, color, add-on services, these are all great ways that you can make more money. Now, I think we have to keep in mind that if you are a, a booth renter, a salon suite owner, a salon owner, that we've got to prepare ourselves for a rainy day. This is why we need to make more money and we've got to have it in not just our pocket, but like a savings account. I mean, look at all the salons that are now shut down again. Our salon was shut down for 11 weeks. You know, preparing for a rainy day, preparing for, I mean, I don't know if anybody could prepare for a, a pandemic, but I do believe that we've got to prepare ourselves when it comes to business ownership, like things break. We got to buy a new washer and dryer. We are water heater, something, there's a leak somewhere in, in the sinks. We need a plumber to come in. Maybe something's wrong with the electricity and we need an electrician. We got to prepare ourselves for a rainy day as quickly as possible when you are ready to open up your business. I would even uh, suggest have some money stashed away that you're not going to touch, you're not going to look at, that you're going to keep it there in case you need it for an emergency. Not everybody was approved for unemployment. Not everybody was approved for the PPP and the IDL loan, EIDL loan, um, and all of the different government money that was supposedly offered to so many people, but not everybody was able to get that. And so we've got to really focus on the things that we can control and we've got to focus on our budget and we've got to really know and understand what are the fixed expenses in our business and what are these variable expenses and, and is there any way that we can gain control and at least know where all of our money is going. So at the end of the month, end of the quarter, end of the year, that we're not confused of how come I've been working my butt off and I'm not making any money. It's because we're not focused. We're not focused on our goals and setting ourselves for goals. I myself, as a business owner, I work my butt off behind the chair. I have personal goals that I need to make every single week, every single month behind that chair, or I'm not going to make ends meet. That's how my business is operated just at this time. And I know it's not going to be like that forever uh, as, as we are growing, scaling, and expanding. Um, but I have to be mindful of that. Because if I don't know what where my money is going, if I don't know what's coming in the salon, if I don't have a goal, then I have no idea what I'm aiming at. I have no idea why I'm working as hard as I am. We got to focus on our goals. We have to focus on our target revenue, how much money we have to break, how much money we have to bring into the salon so we know that we've got enough to pay all of our bills and ourselves. So in conclusion, you guys, it's important that we are investing in what can increase the amount of money that we can make. We've got to create a focus and game plan to be consistent when it comes to our budget, how we are spending our money, how often are we spending it, how much are we able to spend based on how much we are bringing into the salon. And this isn't something extra special that I'm talking about. This is known industry-wide, but yet this conversation is not happening enough for booth renters, salon suite owners, salon owners. We're not talking about it enough. It needs to be a, a language that we universally can speak when it comes to money. And that's why it's so important that I wanted to share with you this Money Talk series because I want us to be very knowledgeable when it comes to our finances, because 
The last thing I want is for us to jump into business blindly and not know where all of our money is going. You know, this has been such a crazy year, 2020, you know, um, but it's so comforting to hear how many people are still thinking about starting up a business or reinventing their business. And it is extremely empowering and exciting that there's great opportunity right now. It's really unfortunate the salons that have been shutting down be, and, and maybe a high percentage of them, it's due to the pandemic. However, I do believe though that this has been maybe a blessing in disguise or an opportunity for those business owners that are not loving their business and they're tired and they're done and they've they've paid their dues or maybe they are in financial um, stress right now that they are closing their business. But when one door closes, another one opens. And so now those people have the opportunity to explore other areas of Maybe even in the beauty industry, maybe something completely different. Maybe they're ready for retirement. But this now means that it's an opportunity for those who are ready to step up to the plate to start a business, that now they've got somewhere to go. And, and I think this could be a beautiful circle of life here. But I do believe that now more than ever, because of what has happened, that we need to talk about finance. We need to talk about um getting loans. We need to talk about what to do with our money. We need to talk about budgeting. We need to talk about how to make more money as business owners or stylists or estheticians because this isn't a hobby. This is a career. And we are creating a career that supports the life that we want to live. Eventually, traveling and vacations are going to be much more attractive this year, maybe not so much. But We're saving our money for a rainy day. We're saving our money because we believe in ourselves. We believe that we deserve to have a profitable business that's growing and that we can scale. And I believe in you and I believe that you are here because you believe in yourself too. You want to know more about this industry. You want to know more about money. And this is just where it starts. So... Let's make sure that we are very conscious and intentional about where money is going, how we are spending it, and really, really run a tight ship when it comes to your budget to make sure that your spending doesn't get out of hand. And therefore, your hard-earned work that you are doing behind the chair, behind the table is going to the right places that it needs to be to continue to grow and build your business. So thank you guys so much. I hope that you're enjoying this Money Talk series. If you have any questions about this, make sure to send me a DM on Instagram at instagram.com forward slash Jennifer Jade Alvarez, or go ahead and meet me in our free Facebook group as well. So thanks so much. God bless you all. Thanks for listening to the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast. If you love to keep track of your favorite shows, then subscribe to this podcast to receive the newest edition when it's released. This podcast was created with you in mind, so I'd love to get your review to learn how this podcast has helped you in your career. And because I love my listeners and want to connect more, join me in our free Facebook community at facebook.com forward slash groups 
forward slash salon and suite business. My mission is to help beauty professionals like you create a career that supports the life you want to live. Thank you for being a part of the journey.